This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with your host, Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome into Sink of Truth Podcast. Mark Schlerth alongside Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, hosting the show. Want to thank our, our, our producing the show, not hosting it, but producing it. Want to thank our uh, presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Also, our uh, our great guys over at uh, Dude Wipes, dudeproducts.com. Uh, that's where you find them. Uh, use the promo code STINK15, get 15% off of all the dude products that uh, your heart desires. Mike, how are you, buddy? I am good. What a weekend of oh football that God. was. Were you, like, did you feel like you played after huh. Sunday? I mean, I felt, I was exhausted. Normally, you know me. I don't have, it takes me about 30 seconds to fall asleep at any given moment. I, I mean, I don't, like, I don't worry about, you know, people say, well, I'm on East Coast time, baloney. I'm not on any, I, I'm on, I'm on Mark Schlereth time. When I lay my head on a pillow, I fall asleep within 30 seconds all the time. Last night, dude, I was just reeling. Like, I had trouble. I was so, the adrenaline after that Kansas City Buffalo finish was so high. And I was so excited. And I was, you know, mixing up with people on social media and everything else, man. What a what a freaking weekend of yeah, football! Yeah, I mean, you and I have to get up the next morning to do a radio show here, and I know I'm the, the alarm's got to go off at four a.m. And yet, I'm the same way. I just couldn't come down. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline was 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 peaked. I wanted to see the post game shows. I wanted to right. mix it up on on Twitter. Same thing, and it was like pretty soon. I'm like, I gotta go to bed, and it's like eleven o'clock, and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. But it was it was really hard. Some observations from from the weekend. Okay, just some some overall observations. Um, any place you want to start on that? Like, like you want to just start kind of game by game? You yeah, want to go? Yeah, and let's let's start with the one everyone's talking about. Um, I mean, Kansas City and and Buffalo, uh, epic, epic. But I think everyone's really focused on the end, which is where you have to. How did Buffalo blow this? How do you have a three point lead with 13 seconds left and cough it up like that? Don't you don't you kind of go through in your head like kind of like what should what what should you be thinking as a coach or what should you be doing? I always kind of go through it like if I was broadcasting the game. My first thought process was you got to kick this down to about the two and make them return it. That was that was my biggest thing. So if you pooch kick it right and you kick it short to the thirty, you can fair catch it. Boom, no time comes off the clock. Even if you squib kick it, if it doesn't get through the initial line, somebody falls on, gives themselves up. Essentially, no time comes off the clock. 
If you kick it through the end zone, no time comes off the clock, which they chose to do. If you kick it down between the five and the two-yard line, you force the player to return it. So you're going to eat up five seconds, even if you give a big return. Let's say you get out to the 45 or 50. You're going to use five, six, seven, eight seconds. You got one play. You got one play. Like, to me, like, when they kicked it off through the end zone, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that's the number one thing you got. Do you think they were spooked by the punt return of Tyreek Hill? And they were fearful that if they allowed any kind of a return, even if they took it from the two or the four, that they would get a a, a monster return. And that went into their thought process. I'm sure it was, Mike, but I always say this when I'm calling a game, man. There comes a time in a game, defensively, like you're going to give up yards for time on the clock. So, hey, man, we're going to we're gonna make you, we're going to play deep, make you throw it underneath. We're going to rally up, make tackles. We're going to protect the sidelines, right? This is how we're going to play. Our, our corners are going to be, you know, at 8, 9 yards, 10 yards, 12 yards off the ball on the edge, like at the on the sideline. So if our, our, our normal cover two corners rolled up at 7 or 8, we're rolled up at, at 12 with, you know, a yard or two yards off the sideline. Like, we're protecting the sideline. You're not going to get out of bounds on us, right? And we're going to make you throw it underneath. And so you're giving up yardage for clock. That's why the whole yardage thing, as far as this defense is concerned, like the number one defense, it's, you know, based off of yardage. Sometimes that can be skewed. Sometimes that statistic lies. It's really about scoring. But when it comes to Buffalo, you are the number one scoring defense and the number one overall defense. So, one, special teams, you screwed the pooch on that. Two, you let them complete two passes in 44, what was it, was it 44 yards? 44 yards, two plays, 10 seconds. And by the way, just putting a capper on the, if you even if you allow a, a, a kick return, let's say they get a really good kick return out to the 50 even. That's going to chew up seven, eight seconds. You're going to have time for one Hail Mary. That's it. Yeah. So, and then you're right. Then giving up the the, the plays. You're right. They just, wow. It, it just was, fail. it was a, it was an epic fail. And, you know, it, then you get into the overtime rules, right? Ah, Every, yes. Everybody's cry, like, everybody's crying. Everybody's pissing and moaning. Everybody wants things to be fair. Everything. It is. You got a chance to, 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 Bow your back is the number one defense in the National Football League, number one scoring defense, number one overall defense. And you didn't. Like, you, you had a chance. Well, both offenses don't get to touch the ball, Stink. That's not fair. Stop them. Make them kick a field goal. You'll get your offense on the football field. And what Then what happens, okay? So you and I talked about this this morning. You brought it up. So, okay, both offenses get to touch the ball. So both offenses score, okay? Then what? Now you got to kick off to Kansas City. Well, they just ran down and kicked a field goal. Why shouldn't we get an opportunity to kick it? You know, I mean, come on. Just stop. I've heard two different scenarios. One, I heard adopt the college football rules, which is, God, no. I mean, you want to talk Please about no. gimmicky. Right. I mean, the only thing more gimmicky – then college football's overtime rules is the NHL's overtime rules in the regular season. Um, and then the other idea is that, well, play a, play a 10-minute overtime. 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then play the full 10 minutes, and then whoever's winning at the end, there's your winner. But 
Okay, under that what scenario. Tied? Well, well, then you, I guess in the playoffs you keep going. But under this scenario, okay, Chiefs score. Bills want a chance to answer. Okay, they score. And there's three minutes left in overtime, and the Chiefs get the ball and go down and kick a game-winning field goal. Is Bills fan going to still be complaining? Well, they got two chances in overtime. We only got one. Right. I I think you're right. You At some point, you got to make a stop. You know the rules. Stop them. Yeah. I, I, you know, here's the deal. Um, I don't – the overtime rules don't bother me. And the reason they don't bother me is because – for me, I've always looked at it like, man, we, we, we've got an opportunity. Don't let it gets it. The game is three phases, right? And you can't you can't allow like one phase. I mean, that's the way games always work. Like if one phase fails, you lose. I mean, that's that's kind of how it works. And so I don't know. Both teams know the rule. I like. A coin flip decided the game. No, it didn't. Your crappy defense decided the game. Your the fact that you're playing Tyreek Hill on man to man and he's running a shallow cross and he gets however many yards. That's that's on you for playing that defense. Like you can't play that. You can't. I, so I don't know. I mean, there's no. I, the rules don't bother me. The it, it never has. It it never will. I, they they may change it. You know, this happened to Kansas City a couple of years ago. I think 2018, they lost an overtime game where their offense never got to touch the ball because the Patriots went down and scored. Hey, them's the breaks, man. That's the way That's the way it goes. But it did bring up one other thought to me is you talk about all three phases of the game like we just did. How about the Green Bay Packers? How about their special teams unit? I mean, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers, essentially offensively kicked two field goals and won a football game. They had one score on special teams off a blocked punt. The Green Bay Packers, all three phases, something that has haunted them all season long, they were, according to you know some scouting whatever, they were the number 32-ranked special teams in football. You don't think that haunts you? Like that—that's the same thing that I'm talking about with the decision that Buffalo made to kick it out of the back of the end zone. Like those things matter. Those attention, that that attention to detail. Here's the other thing that came—I came away with the weekend, Mike. Well, over the last two weekends, there are several hot coaching candidates that cost themselves opportunities this weekend. I think Leslie Frazier, who's been a great coach in this league for a very long time, orchestrated the number one defense. I think, I think that hurt him. His defense, you know, not being able to shut it down in 13 seconds, them playing some type of prevent that gave Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey, you're not going to cover him, just going to let him run forever. Like, I think there was that. I think Kellen Moore, with what happened in Dallas and the decision they made in Dallas, I think that hurt him in the overall head coaching search. I think there's some decisions that really are going to haunt several coaches. All right, Green Bay, how is it that – to use a favorite term of yours, you're like poop through a goose going down the field mm-hmm. on that first possession, scoring, going up 7 nothing, and you're like, wow, Green Bay's going to roll. And then that was it. Right. That was it for the rest of the game. Um, how do you look at Matt LaFleur right now? Yeah. And, and his, his offensive whiz kid status. This is two years in a row. What is he, one and two in the playoffs right now in playoff games yeah. right now? 
and 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 gone out in a way in which they lost, in which there's a lot of criticism and and second guessing. <laughs> Let's not bury the lead. Aaron Rodgers, right, walked out of that building, reportedly ticked off, feeling like the the the, the Packers organization let him down. Mm. And I call him the mercurial one because mm. yeah. a week ago everything looked good and everybody was saying the right thing and it looked like. He was absolutely going to be back. And what did I say to you late last week? All it'll take is one bad playoff loss this weekend and watch how things could change. And, boy, it would appear we're we're at that point, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Actually, he was in the – he was there in 2019. Didn't he go to the NFC Championship game too? So he's probably two and three in playoff games. Uh, I think I screwed that up because 2019, I think they lost the NFC Championship or was it a divisional? game to San Francisco in where Jimmy Garoppolo had eight passes in 2019. Um, and I think it was the NFC championship. So I think he's two and three in playoff games. Anyhow, to win 13 plus games every year and to get bounced in the playoffs when you're the number one seed um, does not look good. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, listen, for any team right now, like where we live in Denver, like if Aaron Rodgers is all of a sudden angry, pissed off, upset, you know, scorched earth, whatever you want to call it, that's good for the rest of us. Like, it's, I, I watched this movie called Encanto. It was a Disney movie. It's a great movie. Colors, beautiful music. It is, it's phenomenal. There's this magic candle, and this family owns the magic candle, and every time their kid hits three or four years old, whatever it is, you know, they present the magic candle, and he opens up this door, or she opens up this door, and and they get presented with this kind of magical gift, right? Like I can talk to the animals, or I can shift change, or shape change, or what? Yeah, it's a, it's really a, it's a really good Disney music or Disney movie with musical and all kinds of cool things in it. Um, that was the candle. That was uh, that was the <laughs> you you've got the Encanto. I think it's Encanto, 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 in 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 something like that. Uh, that's the movie. It's really a good movie. I loved it. I loved it. Watched it with my granddaughters. Did I take a little bit of a nap during it? Yes, but I did love it. <laughs> and, uh, it was phenomenal. And that's you. You've got the Encanto candle burning brightly in your, uh, in the window in your bedroom. Absolutely. It's just, I, I, for Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Candle. I've been lighting the candle here in Denver all season long. I will admit that near the end there, you know, with everybody, mm. you know, saying how happy everybody was. That candle was flickering, but yeah. now it is burning bright. Where is uh, where are where are you in regards to um, your feeling? Like I feel like okay. So if we're looking at just the the quarterbacks out there, the three that everybody mentions. Okay, so that's Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. that's Russell Wilson, and that's Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson legal issues don't resolve themselves before it's time to make a decision. Really. I just feel like this is gonna this is gonna by roll. draft night. I mean, really, that's all it really needs to come down to is by draft night. Probably, is he gonna settle? Get to the end of April to do it. Yeah. So I mean, right now, I mean that they're they're not gonna start hearing. I don't. I don't. They're not gonna start hearing. Is it depositions before like March or something? Or, or I don't know what the court date yeah, is. Yeah. Like if that. he's gonna have his day in court, it, it's gonna be drawn out through most of the winter. Right. Yeah. So to me, you're gonna have to. You're you're gonna have to, like. You're not you're not going to go to court on that before next season starts. So you see, there's settle. To me, I think it's either settlement or <clears throat> you're out for another at least another year because nobody's going to touch. He you. can't sit out two years. He's got to settle. 
All right, well, I I just don't know that that's going to get done. So there's that one. I think Russell Wilson's off the table. You do, huh? I don't. I think, hey man, everything's hunky dory. Pete Carroll kept his job. You know, they moved off of of um, Brian Schottenheimer and as the offensive coordinator, they went to Shane Waldron toward the end of the season. Russell Wilson started playing great again. He probably came back too early from that finger injury. Didn't play worth the crap for about three games, four games. Then he really started playing well toward the end of the season once he got his health back. Um, and I think offensively, they 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 came to kind of a, a happy compromise with the way they ran the ball uh, with with Penny and in the way Russell Wilson played and the big play action stuff off of that. I think it's I think it's a little kumbaya. They ended up firing their defensive coordinator and Ken Norton. They're going to fix the defense. Everything is hunky dory, and they're ready to they're ready to battle in the in the just tough NFC West once again. So I think that's so Aaron feels like the one guy that that. That maybe that maybe Green Bay maybe he just is like threatens if if you guys don't let me go I'm I'm going to retire that's what it like he's the I don't one think guy. he plays for Green Bay again. Oh, do you? Your lips to God's ears. I mean, either he retires or he's somewhere else. I I get the feeling he wants out. I get the feeling he's done in Green Bay. I think I think he's seen you know Tom Brady do the things that Tom Brady. I think he the the Peyton Manning went on to win championship somewhere else I think he sees that the allure of that to have more of a voice I mean come on Tom Brady gets guys signed Tom Brady goes I want Gronk boom Gronk is there Tom Brady goes hey man I want you know Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown Antonio Brown is there you know I I mean on a, by the way did you see did you see him post on his social media sites like that the picture of him running through the end zone with his hands up puts us it's got a, like a sign in his hand that it says bucks eliminated well, that'll help you get a job. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that'll that'll endear you to uh to other teams. Speaking oh of speaking of the Bucks, yeah. What do you think happens with Brady? He comes back, dude. He's forty four years old and probably he put the best season he's ever put up. He had over seven hundred attempts, forty plus touchdowns versus twelve interceptions, over five thousand yards. Come I mean, on. guys make it look easy. Easy. Why would he walk away? It's arena football right now. He doesn't right. get touched. You know, and by the rarely, and, rarely. <laughs> by, and by the way, like unbelievable for the amount of duress that that dude was under, the entirety of that game, and like what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs last year by the Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl is exactly the way they lost that game. They put a they put a injured and backup offensive line together. Remember their center, Ryan Jensen, was hurt. There was questions whether he'd play or not. Their right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, is going to have surgery. He wasn't able to play. And they just went out there and said, let's spread them in five wides and throw it every down. I get the five wide thing. I get you can get the ball out quickly and stuff, and you're, you're Tom Brady. But at some point, don't you – at some point, you just can't let Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald tee off on your guys – Dude, if I was playing in that game, I'd be harder than wolf piss. I'd be pissed. Like, really? You're going to make us bleed like this? But to Brady's credit and to their credit, man, I, I think that I think the Rams actually got tired of pass rushing. I think they were like, man, I'm exhausted from all this pass rushing, all this getting to the quarterback. I mean, it was incredible. And to come back and to tie that thing up when you did absolutely nothing for three quarters, 
27-27, remarkable. Just remarkable. And speaking of remarkable, talk about another letdown at the end of the game defensively. Then with 42 seconds left, yeah, you got you got Matthew Stafford scrambles, fumbles. Like the fumbles, gets the ball back, then you play way off coverage and you give up like a 15-yard completion to uh to Cooper Cup and then you say, "Hey, let's go zero blitz." <laughs> and you give up the bomb. 42, you're a bomb to Cooper Cup. I, I tell you, Matthew's I, I was so happy for Matthew Stafford. After 12 yeah, years. Yeah, you you to your credit, you were right from the start. I mean, this is going back before, well before you even been traded. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Matthew Stafford can play. Yeah. Don't put too much stock in what happened to him in Detroit. He can play. Well, he was asked in Detroit, you're asked to do everything. You're asked that, like, if you don't play, like, remarkable, and you're you're asked basically in Detroit, listen, we can't run the ball, we're not very good, and we can't play defense. So go out and win us a game. Here, we'll give you, you know, we'll give you Herman Moore, or here, we'll give you Megatron, or we'll give you, like, but you got to go out and win it. And so what do you have to do? You have to take risks. You got to throw it into a team meeting every now and again. Hope your guy can come out with it. And so he had to play that way the entirety of his career. And you develop some really bad habits when you play that way because you have to play that way. And as you get better, and this was the cool thing for him, as he got to a better team, man, he could go, I understand the value of a punt. I understand that. Like, I don't have to throw it into a team meeting. Like, I, I I can take the check down, and if my guy doesn't, you know, break two tackles and get the first down, it's okay. We've got an elite-level de- – we've got we, – on our defense, we've got four players who are as good as you get in this league. Aaron Donald, to me, is the best player in football. Jalen Ramsey is, is as good as it gets at the cornerback cover-corner position. Von Miller and Leonard Floyd – Man, they can flat play. Like you got, you got four, just like, just I mean, guys that that enhance everybody on that team. They're force multipliers, is mm-hmm. what they are. So, I, dude, it, good for Matthew Stafford. I couldn't be more excited for him. Uh actually, there's only one other game we haven't talked about. And <laughs> if I know how how you feel about offensive line play, first of all. Can you even imagine being in a game in which your offensive line gave up nine sacks? And if you can, can you imagine that team still finding a way to win? Yeah, first off, just you say nine sacks and it gives me a piss shift. Yeah. I just <laughs> You're right. That might do you keep know you that, up tonight. Do you know that in 1991? I know where you were going. 1991. I knew as a member of the Washington then Redskins, we played 19 games, 19 games, and we gave up nine sacks. Total. Total in 19 games. By the way, we would have set the, the NFL record because we had six going into week 16. So week 17 with the bye week, but week 16 against the Eagles. And we had number one seed, everything locked up. And we pulled everybody and ended up giving three sacks up in that oh, game. Oh, you must have been steaming. with all our backups. Yeah. yeah. So we like we so don't six. You gave up six then when it counted. You gave up six sacks an entire 
18-game uh, season. We played. Games. We played three playoff games. We played the divisional round. Mm-hmm. We played. We played the division round. Atlanta, who was you know they they could bring pressure. We played Detroit in the NFC Championship game, and then we played the Buffalo Bills with Bruce Smith and mm-hmm. you know and and right at the nose guard yeah. and a bunch of guys, good linebackers, Seals and good linebackers yeah. and Cornelius Bennett and all those guys and and uh, and Daryl Talley. Yeah, and we gave up zero. In those three games. So how did Cincinnati pull it off? Dude, one, Joe Burrow has got, I mean, that dude's balls are huge. <laughs> one, because how you could, how you're not rattled and how you can still deliver the ball on time and put it accurately out there when you were under that kind of duress. Um, and then two, you know what, what, what the, the, I mean, obviously Tannehill just pooped in his helmet, but. The thing that bothered me more probably than anything else was the first play of the game. Now, he threw a pick in the first play of the game. But first play of the game, you have been an identity setter your whole, like your whole season. You get Derrick Henry back, right? And I get it. Everybody in the building thinks you're going to hand it to him, so you're going to trick him. No, I hand it to him, right? Right off the bat, I set the tone. Here we come, boys. You're going to get a mouthful a day. Instead, man, they run the play action and Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, folks. You know, I mean, it was Krusty the Clown performance. The first game, the first play of the game, he throws a pick. The first game, or the first play of um, of the second half, he throws a pick. Um, and then to end the game, he throws a pick. Oh, by the way, you know who took it on the chin this weekend? Analytics boy. Took it on the chin this weekend. Oh, do tell how. Yeah. Oh, fourth down one. Got to go for it here. The analytics tells you. Oh, stuffed. You didn't make it. How about, hey, how about the very, like, you score a touchdown. There are offsides on your PAT field goal or whatever it was, whatever that penalty was. I think it was offsides. And then you get it at the one. If you just kick that extra point, guess what? At the end of the game, you're not a 16-16 tie. You're up 17-16, and now you're just eating clock instead of having Ryan Tannehill try to push it down the field for a game-winning field goal. How about that, analytics boy? <laughs> boy, you relished in that. Oh, my gosh. I was loving every second of it. Well, it sets up uh, AFC Championship. You got Cincinnati at Kansas City, mm. two teams that went out and drafted their franchise quarterback. NFC, you've got San Francisco at the Rams, round three. San Francisco's won the first two meetings with two teams who traded for their quarterback. Should be a fascinating oh, weekend, and we'll get a chance a great, to— That's a great call by you. We'll I'm going to steal a, that. We'll get a chance to talk about the, the the championship weekend coming up a little bit later on this week. It sounds good, man. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Sync Truth Podcast, we thank you for listening. For Mike, Millennial, Ben— um, and myself want to thank our, our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app, check them out at betrivers.com. Also, want to uh, thank uh, the great folks over at dudewipesdudeproducts.com. Uh, uh, promo code STINK15 for 15% off. Also, Stinking Good Green Chili. Make sure you order yours at Stinking Good, 1G, stinkinggood.com. Grab the green chili, grab the queso dip for your Super Bowl party your uh, championship party 
Um, anyhow, for everybody involved, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you later in the week.